Welcome to the St. Benedict's Episcopal School Podcast. Planting seeds, cultivating critical thinking, creativity, community, and lifelong learning. Here we'll take you on a transformative journey into the inner workings of this unique school and the people behind it. So sit up straight, school's in. And here's your host and head of school, Father Brian Sullivan. Welcome to another captivating episode of Planting Seeds, Cultivating Critical Thinking, Creativity, Community, and Lifelong Learning, a podcast that invites you on an inspiring voyage of education, planting seeds into our community, and watching its impactful growth. I'm your host, Father Brian Sullivan, and today we embark on a journey unlike any other. Originally from Miami, Florida, today's guest earned her Bachelor of Arts in Psychology and a Master of Education in Higher Education Administration from Florida International University. She also went on to receive a doctorate from the University of Miami, where her research focused on engagement and retention at a minority-serving institution. Dr. Stephanie Alvarez has over 15 years of fundraising experience as she has woven a rich tapestry of philanthropic endeavors. From her work with the Women's Philanthropy Initiative at Georgia State University, to her contributions to organizations like Odyssey Atlanta and the Posse Foundation Miami, Stephanie's commitment to shaping brighter futures through education is undeniable. But Stephanie's connection to education is even more profound. As a proud parent, she witnessed the transformative power of education firsthand, both as a parent and as a professional. Her journey came full circle when she joined St. Benedict's as the Director of Development in 2020. Stay with us as we explore Stephanie's unique story, her journey of learning, giving, and nurturing the educational environment for her own children. This episode is a tribute to the power of education to shape not only individuals, but entire communities. With further ado, let us jump straight into things by welcoming our guest, Dr. Stephanie Alvarez. Welcome, Stephanie. Hi, Brian. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is great. I cannot wait to dive into this. You're the first staff member. We've had uh, parents, we've had students, and now we are going into um, the administration at St. Benedict. So tell us a little bit more about your educational background. Yeah. So I've really been kind of in the world of education since I graduated from college. I was a kid that kind of always loved school. I remember I got an award in high school for having perfect attendance from kindergarten through my senior year, which is pretty crazy. And I I don't know that that's the best thing we want to encourage parents, you know, because I think about all the times I was probably should have stayed home because I had a cold or something. But um, I just loved being in school. When I was in college, I was, you know, the really involved student. So it just felt like student affairs was a natural fit for me. So to grow up and get to be in an educational setting forever just seemed like a dream job. When I started to narrow down what my interest was in student affairs, I realized that as a first generation kid, I was able to graduate from my bachelor's, my master's, and then my doctorate because of scholarships and programs that helped me along the way. So I wanted to pay it forward and work in places that I could help students pursue education and help them persist. Initially, when I did my doctorate, I wanted to be a university president. But that quickly, I changed my dream as I worked in the higher education setting. And then I was able to work with some programs that helped kids get into college. And then I worked with younger students and helping them with that summer slide. And then I am now here in the one through eighth grade 
world. How did you get connected to that? I didn't realize that you wanted to be a president, by the way. That's uh, very ambitious. But now that you're here, what was it that connected you to St. Benedict's? So before, as you mentioned, before I worked here at the school, I was a St. Benedict parent. And in full transparency, we enrolled my daughter. I remember in the one-year-old program on her first birthday, simply because we needed childcare and there was a spot here and we thought, perfect, it's close to our home, it's convenient. We weren't really thinking about her long-term education plans. In fact, I remember at the time, the one and two-year-old program was still part of the church. It wasn't even part of the school yet. During her second year here is when I think the infant program became part of the school. And then by then we were just completely in and sold with this community. Um, and when you should be here till eighth grade, if possible. About a year later is when I saw the director of development role on LinkedIn. And I just thought about what a dream it would be able to do what I love and to do it at my kid's school. So, yeah, most of my life as a priest was focusing on God. And I know how important God is to most people. But I have come to realize children take a big place in people's hearts. And now that you are not only affecting the lives of all of our children here, over 600 kids at St. Benedict's, you've been fundraising for over 15 years. And as a fundraiser, I'm sure the organization's mission and the impact that that has on your work makes what you do here at St. Benedict's as director of development a lot easier. So what do you think it is about our mission that is so important? Absolutely. I think fundraising basically comes down to sharing an organization's mission, right? Therefore, it's really, really hard to fundraise if you don't believe in that mission, which is, I think is why I've always kind of stayed in organizations and nonprofits that are in the education sector, because it's what I'm passionate about and what I love. I believe that education is really the greatest catalyst for change in a person's life. So what mission could be, you know, could possibly be closer to my heart than my children's school, a mission that focuses on inspiring learning and nurturing growth. Our mission and our values are important it's because it's essentially what we're declaring to the world of who we are and who we want to be. And what's more beautiful than wanting our children to be confident, to be courageous, to be compassionate and respectful of diversity. And we really do have a beautiful mission at this school that's easy to talk about as a fundraiser. It's hard to believe. And it came literally out of the door when I saw Alessandra in a uniform as a kindergartner. <laughs> she was shocked to see me and I was even more shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, you are a kindergarten. And your son, uh, Xavier, now is in the one-year-old program. Mm -hmm. What was it that uh, made that decision between you and your husband easy to come to St. Benedict's? Or what, what kind of things did you put into your, if we are going to continue this journey with St. Benedict's, mm -hmm. what went into that decision? So I mentioned earlier how kind of within that, probably within that first year, we knew this is it for us. We want to keep our kids here. And when I think back to why that was that, you know, so early on, I remember attending some of the like little parent events and the breakfast with parents and all these different things and just feeling like it does feel like a family here. My husband and I, we moved from Miami and we don't have any family in the state. So it was really important for us to find somewhere that felt tight knit. I graduated from the public school system in Miami-Dade County where we had 900 students in my graduating class. And I remember just feeling how overwhelming that was and that I wanted to do something different for my kids and bringing my child here. And even as a one-year-old, everybody knew her name. I mean, not even her teachers, like 
fourth grade teachers and third grade teachers. They all knew my kids. And that's just a really comforting feeling for a parent. I remember noticing how diverse the classrooms were and all the kids. And I love that as well. So I think it was just something we both kind of looked at each other and knew like this is the place for our kids. And when we had my son, of course, by that point I was working here. My daughter had been here five years. So it wasn't even a conversation. It was just send the enrollment information in. And Miami is a very diverse community. Is mm-hmm. Was Smyrna coming to Smyrna part of that decision? Because we are such a diverse community too here in Smyrna. Not intentionally. I think when we moved to Atlanta, we knew it was a diverse city and that's something that was important for us. And Smyrna was just kind of this little little town at the time that made sense because it was close enough to get to downtown. And it's the only place we've lived in Georgia. And I think we're kind of a... Uh, uh, townies now and we don't want to leave Smyrna and, and that's the beauty of it right is that it's so it's such a transient city so it is so diverse in every way you know of the spectrum of diversity that you can think about um, and we love that. Yeah and your uh, part of your role obviously is creating partnerships in our community specifically by bringing grants into the school can you tell the listeners a little bit more about how our community partnership works here in Smyrna and even beyond in in the greater Atlanta, metro Atlanta community. Yeah. So we're really fortunate here at the school to have a lot of strong partnerships. We receive support from corporations. We receive government support, especially during the times of COVID, foundations, and of course, our greatest supporters are individuals, our families. Every year, many of the companies that the school employs give donations back to our Acorn Fund because they believe in the work we're doing. Year after year, we get 80% participation in the annual fund, which, you know, of course, sends a message back to our community that our families believe in us. And then one of the greatest partnerships we've had has been the Gazueta Foundation, which enabled us to integrate STEAM at every level. So we, we dream big here at St. B's, and it's my goal to find funding each year to help us fulfill those dreams. And obviously the monies that we bring in both through the annual fund and through grants and things connect our students to different aspects of the school. How how do you think or what do you think the, one of the most impactful partnerships was that and how did it affect our students specifically? I would say, again, the STEAM grant. Um, I think that's something that we wanted so badly. And a lot of our teachers are fantastic and we're kind of doing it on their own already within the classroom. But this STEAM grant allowed us to completely just change and grow the curriculum so that our students can benefit from those STEAM opportunities and just connect everything that they're learning on a different level. So we're, we're really proud of that partnership. And what I love about Kazoda too is that they do say, we are not your grantor or your funder, we are your partner. And then we work with them annually to talk about what we've done, what we've had to adjust um, now that we've received this funding to make sure that we are utilizing the grant as best as possible. So they've been a fantastic partner to our school. I am um, right across from Alessandra. I walked into one of the three-year-old classrooms and saw our director, Chris Scandrett, with Benny. Have you met Benny the turtle yet? Yes, I did meet Benny. <laughs> they, were, they were creating blueprints as three-year-olds to make a bridge for him. And um, it was very, very sweet to see them. You know, it's really integrating every aspect of education and curriculum through something that's engaging like a turtle. Yeah. (laughs) And it's a three year old. What could be more exciting? 
it's like seamless. Like, I don't think my daughter, you know, when she was in the three program had the language to say like, today we did steam, but she would talk about the things she did. And, you know, being part of the school, I immediately knew, yeah, that's, that's Mr. Chris, right? But just how excited they get about it. It's, it's the best. So from the classroom at St. Benedict's, you also look out. How do you think what we're doing in the classroom ripples into the community of Smyrna and the greater Atlanta? Yeah, well, I think one of the things that's really beautiful about our school is exactly that. We are a community school. So most of our kids come from the surrounding areas. So first of all, we're able to provide a very specific beautiful school for parents that are seeking this type of school. So different options for families that are in the community. And then we turn those kids, you know, we, we work with them to make sure that they're kind and compassionate and that directly impacts the community that we're living in because they're going back out there and they're bringing their beautiful little souls and making hopefully the world a much better place. And obviously there are a lot of options for education in the Atlanta area, not just the public options, but the independent options. You've worked for more than one independent school. Um, now you're a parent at one. What do you think it is that makes us unique, sets us apart and creates a richer educational landscape for our area? Yeah. You know, I touched on this a little bit, but I love the smaller school feel. I love that we welcome every child as they are, come as you are, and we will love you. And what greater thing can you ask for as a parent? That your child is seen, your child is loved, your child is safe. So it's a really, really special gem in Smyrna. And specifically landscape, we have bought 4.2 acres just across the street and expanding our middle school offerings uh, into 25,000 new square feet is the dream. What uh, do you think the future of St. Benedict's is like for you as a parent with a kindergartner at this point, looking at a landscape that is filled with trees and one day we'll have a nice field, a gymnasium and all the offerings that a lot of uh, our kids get now, but in a more beautiful setting, a lot more space. Yeah, I am thrilled. So I love our school. I think it's it's such a fantastic place and we offer so many great things to our kids, but how much better could it be if we had this extra wiggle room, these extra resources? We are in a loving way of busting at the seams, right? So to be able to have a field where all our kids can just run around and the idea of having a full gymnasium where games can happen, where events can happen. We don't need to be looking up at the weather every time we're going to gather a large group and be able to bring the community together. I am just so excited about it. And I started to talk to my daughter about, you know, because we always drive by the different buildings as we're pulling into carpool and we talk about where the big kids go and the medium kids go. And, you know, I was telling her the other day that, you know, when you're one of the big kids, you're going to be in this other property over there. And at this point, she just got excited to be across from the playground. I don't think she'll care about that when she's 12 and 13. But um, I started talking to her about how she'll be in this brand new sparkling building and everything will be so fancy in the grass. And, you know, she got really excited about it. So I, I can't wait to see her grow and the school kind of grow together. An ambitious vision is also worthy of an ambitious goal to raise the money. Uh, our capital campaign that we are calling Imagine Campaign is really holding all of those dreams and making them a reality. And we're right at the beginning. Our chief financial and strategic officer, Christy Brown, myself and you have really been at the helm of this and carrying the weight of this. What is it that you think listeners would want to hear beyond the dream that would make it a reality? 
this Imagine campaign that we are embarking on. Yeah, it's it's tough because I feel like we're so excited about it and we kind of want to sh shout it at the top, you know, the rooftops, but we're still in that silent phase. So it's tricky because right now we've been really working with families that have either been at the school a long time or expressed interest in giving or being a part of this expansion. So sometimes it feels like I want to tell everybody and I want to let the whole school know what we're doing and ways to give, but you know, respecting that we're still kind of in that silent phase and we'll soon get to the public phase where we can do the party and invite everyone to join. So it's a it's a tough spot to be in when there's just so much coming in. We get to have these internal meetings about all this great stuff that's going to happen and, and we're not necessarily telling everybody at this point. So I would say for anyone that's excited, I mean, please reach out to us. I think we're at the point where we've got the land. That was this really long process and it's over the land is ours you know we're we're working on the renderings for the building so it's an exciting time if anyone wants to learn more don't feel like we are leaving you out on purpose please identify let us know that you want to learn more about this and we'd be more than happy to to share and clearly this will reach listeners beyond our parents if there is a corporate entity out there, a community partner, a foundation, is there anything you would like to say to them specifically that will help us build this vision for what an incredible mission we have at St. Benedict's? The easiest way, right, is, is supporting our, our school, supporting our students. There are tons of naming opportunities. We're wrapping up creating some of those naming opportunity pamphlets so that people can see what that looks like. If I had a company, I would think this is such a great location to be able to either name a building, name a classroom, you know, reach out to us. We'd love to partner. I think one of the things that's so great about us is because we're a small school, we can be really flexible and we have the ability to pivot and partner with people and, and change things so that it makes sense for everyone involved. So if there is any interest in that, you know, let us know and, and let's talk about it. It's exciting. And it's a good place to end this conversation. Uh, Stephanie's story reminds us that education is the dynamic force that shapes destinies, uplifts communities, and her journey serves as a testament to education's boundless possibilities. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast to continue discovering inspiring stories like Stephanie's. For more information and updates, follow us on social media and visit our website. Until next time, keep spreading kindness, compassion, and love. Thanks for listening to Planting Seeds, cultivating critical thinking, creativity, community, and lifelong learning with your host, Father Brian Sullivan. To find out more about St. Benedict's Episcopal School, visit stbs.org.